You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Among the wildflowers, you belong in a boat out at sea. Sail away, kill off the hours. Last time I was at Fast Eddie, musician outside, playing a little Tom Petty few hundred of my closest friends hanging out, drinking cold beer, eating great food this weekend. Get a little snow. What do you do? Just hunker down at Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. My man Eddie on the line. Eddie, how are you? Martin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I thought of you last night, and I wasn't trying to, but I was watching the Blues game. And no offense, of course, but I'm, I'm watching the Blues game, and on the boards in Arizona – I see Fast Eddie's Bonaire while the game is playing out. I said, "How in the hell did do they? Is you didn't just do that, right? They put that there. I was impressed." No, it's a awesome, if you will. It's a banner and ad. It's a virtual deal, the new modern technology or whatever. They can impose it on a home game and a late game, whatever you know. So, so we uh, we work with Fox Sports. It was it, and, uh, whether it's whether it's home or away, they they put put us on there. It's pretty cool. The Bon Air sign was there as we're watching yeah, it the. Fun. It was very cool watching the Blues win another game. Uh, we talk about riding the storm out. This is the day to do it. If you haven't gone in a while, what you do is you go and order a couple items. Maybe you start lighter, the peel and eat shrimp, and then just kind of yeah. work your way through the menu, right? We uh, I think we're we're dodging most of it. it doesn't look like the forecast is as bad as they thought, so it's going to quit fairly early. Got a really great band. Uh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. If you say that fast enough. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Let's head on over. It's a perfect night for it. Perfect weekend for it. Does that give us kind of a beach vibe for those of us stuck in St. Louis yeah. this time? A little bit of that beach feel? Exactly. <laughs> Whatever puts you in the mood, you can fake it right out here on the patio. Doors open at 11. That means things are up and running already. 11 a.m. We're already going. Yep. Already going. 11 a.m. Saturdays, Sunday as well. Music every yep. single day of the week. And I've thought about your music people. I mean, they've got to be. That's almost a full-time job for you, just booking music. Just booking bands. It, it truly is, man. There's so many different things that go into all this. But it's pretty time-consuming, especially to try to get the good ones and make everybody happy. And we're opening on Monday for the holiday at 11 a.m. We're going to open a little early, so. Come on over if they're off work Monday. We're going to have lunch at 11. Yeah, a lot of folks are uh, shutting it down today. President's Day on Monday. Head to Fast Eddie's 11 yep. a.m., the early hours there. And if anybody comes yep. up to you and says, I'm doing the full Strobinger, now you're going to think that they're being a weirdo, which they might be, well, but right? But here's the story. So one of our loyal listeners, <laughs> Brad Strobinger, goes up there with his wife you know, a month or two uh-huh. ago. And he said they hung out all day, and he said, I ended up ordering every single thing on the menu eventually. And I, so we're, we're now calling that the full Strobinger. If they stay all day. Full Strobinger. I like it. That we're going like to make, we're I'm making that a thing. Up. I'll put a sign up, do the, do the Strobinger. And then you know, it might take a little, you know, it'll take a few hours, but you can spend it there if anywhere. And come on up, eat, eat one of each, you'll do the Strobinger. That, that's just as good as the, you know, Teach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Anything that sounds fun. <laughs> The Strobinger. I'm going to do the Strobinger in my own place. The full Strobinger. Yeah, and if you want to eat healthy, that's fine. Peel and eat shrimp. Just kind of work your way through them. And don't forget the bratwurst. I think Eddie even told us that was his oh, favorite. Man. It's the best. It's the best brat you can eat. It's homemade. We make it right here. It's fantastic. Well, head on up there, folks. It's a great place to spend the weekend. Always fun. Music's going. Doors are open at 11 a.m. all weekend, including Monday. Eddie, have a great weekend. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. 
it's fun. That's, our, later, that's our buddy Fast Eddie checking in. And again, a great weekend spot, of course, because they're always having fun up there. And if there's a sign that gets put up that says the full Straubinger, I think Brad may quit his job. He's quit his job a few times, I think. He might just hang oh, out there. Oh, wow. You're going to get a text on later At tonight. about midnight. Yeah. Hey, I heard that. I heard that shot. That wasn't nice. <laughs> Back with you on the midday grind. Martin. The problem is trying to figure out what nice, what ni- not, not nice thing he's talking about. Correct. I'll be like that. That doesn't narrow it down for me. Uh, here's an item that only maybe. Let's see. Hoff won't like it. Charlie would like it. Hmm. Chris Berman is going to do some games hmm. with the Red Sox this year. It sounds a little gimmicky. They had a list of people that will sit in the booth on occasion on the radio call. And the story I read online, I think it was Bleacher Report or one of these, at the end they said, I really don't want to do this, but I have to. Folks, Chris Berman is back, 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 back on a baseball booth. I don't know. Does he do any ESPN baseball at this point? A game here or there, maybe? Occasionally a playoff series. Back, 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 back. Chris Berman. If you're a Red Sox fan, isn't that kind of fun? you're a cardinal fan they said berman's gonna be in the booth a couple of games a year are we at the point now where we can welcome him back people have mocked him long enough maybe the answer is no somewhere iggy is screaming at his headset if he's listening on the podcast oh strobinger's listening he said i heard that (laughs) hi brad he said nothing wrong with quitting jobs see worked out better for brad full strobinger available this weekend at Fast Eddie. The Blues are going to play Colorado tomorrow. It's a day game. And then Minnesota also a day game on Sunday. I'm not sure how NBC figured this out. These games have been NBC games for a while. And a month ago, you would say, what in the hell do they want a Blues game on National Hockey Day or Sunday Day? What is, football is football day in America. Football night in America. Yeah, so they're saying it's hockey day. Ho- in America. Well, there's hockey night in Canada too. That's now, their big thing. I know, but they're calling NBC is now calling this hockey, hockey day, day in America. In America. Yeah. But don't you think a month ago they looked at it and said, We've got blues in Nashville. We've got blues in Minnesota. That's the best we can do. And now this is great because Minnesota out blues. Red Hot Blues. Eight straight wins. I've been looking around, albeit not with that much energy. Maybe it's an end of the day. I can't find the all-time winning streak because Curbs and Hadley kind of debated it a little bit yesterday. Everyone says this eight-game winning streak is the longest since 2002, 2003. There's got to be an answer because we have to be getting close to all-time franchise territory. Blues went four-zip over Arizona last night. And remember, as Chris Kerber pointed out, the Blues have you know they've had some bad losses this year, but maybe none worse than what was a six-to-one loss. At Arizona last night, they just beat them down in front of a Florida Panthers-esque crowd. Brutal attendance there. But the Blues went 4-0, 14-4-1 since January 2nd. Blues are 14-4-1. That's eight straight wins. Jordan Bennington, you want fun with numbers. He's 11-1-1. Are those good numbers or bad numbers? Those are good. Now, we're not hockey guys, and you probably still have to go back to Jake. So the season's going to end. Bennington's going to end up like 22-4-2. And and we'll say, hey, is Bennington your guy now? Well, you got to go back to Jake. No, no, you don't. You got to go back to Jake. No offense to Jake. Got to go back to, no, I don't know. The Bennington story emerging. 
is fascinating beyond this season because Jake is still going to make about four and a half million the next couple of years. Doug Armstrong's going to have to make that call where he's like, you know what, this thing is no longer what eleven one one. That's a thirteen game sample size. I need a little bit more, but at some point. He's going to have to say, all right, this is real. And this is a guy that we're going to build on, but we still got another guy here. And then the reality that the Q dream is dying a slow death. We all had Joel Quenville coming here, didn't we? I mean, was it about 95% of all local hockey fans, blues fans, who said the second that the Mike Yo move was made, everybody said, speed dial, Coach Q, speed dial. All right, he's okay, he wants to take a little time off. Take all the do some shots with the the Bears fans, sit in a cabin in Colorado, do all of that. We'll just keep the seat warm for you. As much as Strick wants to say, and he did in the ten o'clock hour, that you guys weren't looking at the big picture, you weren't looking at how many games have been played and who's playing what and where the vulnerable parts of the schedule are. Whatever. As much as he wants to say that, there was a period of time in December where the two main questions, and Strick was doing this as well, was who are you going to draft? Who are the top prospects to, to pick in the draft early in the first round? And who's the coach next year? I mean, even Strick was tweeting about guys who might be available early in the first round or young prospects who might help the Blues further on down the road in a, in a future season. So, yes, that that absolutely. that is It's interesting how much that's turned because now it's, I mean, can you talk yourself out of Barubi now being your coach next year? I don't think you can. Yeah. And, and Strickland has pretty much said point blank, if they make the playoffs, he's the guy from being last in the league. Now, the Barubi bump did not happen. We need to see how many games in he was. So on January 2nd, the math was they were the worst team in the NHL. Okay, now that's bad. Okay, now that's bad. But that's after him being in charge for a month plus. So the Bruby bump was definitely delayed. Has he played a role in this? Obviously. Is there something, there's some connect that wasn't there before with this team for sure. The only other thing you can point to, yet Petro played better. Bo Meester hasn't been as bad. Yes, yes, yes. It still has to be the goaltender. All of a sudden, a guy gets a chance, has some success, wins some games that maybe you wouldn't have won with Jake, and you're like, all right, we can do this. There's no doubt about it that he gave him the spark. The first game in this winning streak at Anaheim, a 5-1 to one win, was, I believe, his 30th game with the Blues. So that was, uh, it was a delayed secondary bump. All right, secondary, a way, way delayed secondary <laughs> Barubi bump. I think Joey Vitale is the one who said it turned on the fight. I hope that's not true. He's talking about the Bortuzzo. Yeah, and that was kind of a while ago. That was a while ago, so I don't know if there's a delayed... Face pounding bump? Is there is there a delayed I beat the snot out of my teammate bump? I'm not sure. I still didn't like that look. I realize it happens and apparently I think Sanford was the among those who was stunned that it happened the way it did. I don't know if I'm how that was is, December tenth. December tenth. They would go on to win six of their next eight, which is good, but then it kind of floundered a little bit, would lose then four out of the next six following. So there was kind of some back and forth, not quite the run they're on now. Yeah. I did, as a team, I don't know if I want to, at the end of the year, the banquet, not that they would have a banquet, they're professional players, but if they were all together. All right, guys, and you remember, hey, stand up, Zach. Hey, remember when Bertuzzo just kicked the crap out of you? 
That really got us going, Zach. Thank you. That was that was a big moment. Thanks for contributing. Now you year. were down, and then we sent you down afterwards in some sort of weird little move and signboard two is a little extension. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the big moment for us. Is that victim shaming? <laughs> they take the guy who gets we beat had terrible up. Terrible optics afterwards. Yes, he gets beat up <laughs> at practice, jumped by a teammate, then he gets shipped out, and then not only that, we're going to reward the guy who beats you up. <laughs> the optics on that were about as weird as they could be. Hey, sponsor this hour is Appliance Discounters. Great St. Louis success story, which means for more than a decade, it's a St. Louis company that's been selling you the appliances that they get and turn around and sell them at the lowest price. It's a real simple formula, but the great thing is when you spend that money, it's staying here. Somebody's managing that store. Somebody's delivering that appliance. Those are all people living and working for Appliance Discounters. They're in South County, St. Charles, Baldwin, Webster Groves, City of St. Louis, Fairview Heights, Illinois, 10,000-square-foot showroom over there in the Metro East. Check it out online, theappliancediscounters.com. And if it's an entire kitchen, Denise will even sit down and help you design that. If it's just a washer or dryer, I don't know how many people buy a washer without the dryer. I guess it could go bad. Usually you get them as a pair, though. They usually say those together. Yeah. You want a washer? I just need a dryer. You want a dryer? You want a washer and a dryer? I got a deal. I'll get you both. Is this Strick? Has Strick gone there yet? <sighs> I've worn, I told John to take, John from Blinds Discounters, I said, John, take Strick out of your phone. He, <laughs> he won't even pay for an air filter. I think it might be like 10 bucks. He's asking if he can get a deal on I mean, the air filter. Strick and Chuck are just like natural, naturally born barterers. Barterers. Yeah. <laughs> Theappliancediscounters.com. Please don't barter. The prices are already good enough. Whether it's a refrigerator, washer, dryer, all of the above, stop by and see them or online, theappliancediscounters.com. And Offenberg Hyundai, located in O'Fallon, Illinois. It's Highway 64. It's a short ride from downtown St. Louis. In the market for a new car, check out these great-looking vehicles online. The way they are listed there is the same in person. No sticker shock whatsoever. And pre-owned vehicles on the lot. They have a great selection. In addition to that, if you know what you're looking for, just let them know. Matt and his team will go out and find that car for you. Part of the great service that you expect when it's the Offenberg name, and it's now the 30th anniversary of the Offenberg family selling Hyundais in this area. They were the absolute first to offer up Hyundai. OffenbergHyundai.com, Highway 64 into Illinois. Greenmount Road is the exit. You'll see it from the highway. Just enough time for... Really, the end of the week. It's the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. I do have a quick bracketology update. Um, Marquette, I'm not happy with their regional. I want them in the Kansas City regional. Just because in case, best case scenario, we can make that trip across state. Do Friend, the show from there. Yeah. Friend of the show, Joe Lenardi, has him as a three seed. Playing in Hartford. Yeah. And then in the D.C. regional, I'm gonna go. Out, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and it's gonna sound negative, but probably not a three C. Let's just. I bet you they end up being like a four. I'm guessing four. Yeah, four is probably their ceiling. Uh, hey, you know what? It was depressing for a while, so let's uh, let's make it fun. Blues postseason odds, Martin. Guess. Well, now that they're in, I mean, wasn't it like 20 a couple weeks ago? Yeah, it was hovering below 20 at times. Yeah, And, and this they're currently in the playoff math, but they look at scheduling and opponents and all that kind of stuff. I would say now they're at about 75. 88 percent. 88. I was being a wet chance blanket. Of making the, it's that chair. Well, well that's the uh, distracted chair. Yeah. Um, Not really productive. This is the I just found out this is the Iggy chair. Frank needs to switch chairs. 
Trevor Bauer, I, you mentioned him talking about his uh, his arbitration experience. I want to hear an in-depth story of Tommy Pham's arbitration experience because I just want I know he would editorialize it a lot. And Why do they in, go? Why are they in the room? I don't know. You know who was there and uh, told the story about the time he was in arbitration on MLB Network, and I have a snippet of it here. Sean Casey, when he was uh, put through arbitration as a Cincinnati Red, he had an interesting experience. And Jim Bowden comes up and he's like, hey, Case, just know this is business, not personal. I go, no, Jim. <laughs> it's now personal. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go back and play for the Reds. Like, you're, you're making me sound like a 10-year-old kid, not a big league like all-star. I'm an all-star player. You're going to be kidding me. So I'm like, no, Jim, it's personal. I just want to let you know that. So let's go back out and get him. So Jim walks off, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so fired up. I'm telling my wife I'm so fired up. It's this unbelievable situation here. You know, like those guys are, you know, burying me. And she goes, yeah. she goes, yeah. And I go, and I go what smells so bad in there, too? It's like unbelievable. Like every time I'm going, like it's bad enough that they're crushing me, but some smells so bad in there. And then my wife comes over. She's like, she grabs my suit jacket. She's like, she's like, oh man, I think it might be you. I'm like, really? She goes, she goes, we had just gotten these two cats at the end of the season. She goes, is that the suit jacket that? The cat peed on on the last road trip. And I go, yeah, didn't you get it dry cleaned? She goes, yeah, the, the dry cleaners must not have got it out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I do smell like cat pee. And, you know, when you sweat, I figured this out the hard way. When you sweat profusely, cat pee goes flying out everywhere. Like, it engulfs. It was a cloud of cat pee in the courtroom. It's unbelievable. So next thing I know, I take the jacket, crow hop. I'm even more mad now. Crow hop, boom, I throw it in the garbage. Back into the room, three more hours. I'm just, I'm like, dripping. I'm, like, I'm dripping with cat pee now. It's disgusting. I'm like, oh, we better win this thing, right? So, bam, three hours go by. About to get on a flight. Michael Weiner calls us. Hey, Case, it was all worth it, bro. Congratulations, you won your arbitration case. Now it's like. So the the moral of the story is wear a coat with cat pee. Yes, I feel like Iggy might have one. Don't of have those. cats because they pee on your clothing. Uh, How could you not notice that? <laughs> Right away? Yeah, you think it's probably from chewing tobacco or something? How could you not have a smell? <laughs> kind of a strong stench. I, there's a lot of smells that get past me that my wife's, how do you not notice that? I think cat pee is at the top of the list of something you would notice. Okay, and this isn't a sound-alike necessarily, but a similar storytelling. Rex Hudler. No. Him and, him and Cam Jansen kind of tell stories the same way. Dude. Like, yeah, side effects like, and bang, you know, like sound effects like bang and boom and stuff like that. Kind of similar storytelling techniques. I, I buy that. No, I can hear. I also was thinking, Sean Casey, they call him the mayor. Everybody loves him. Nicest guy. Always laughing, always having fun. I get the sense you could go up, excuse me, sir. Like, yeah, what's up, dude? <laughs> I just rear-ended your car. Like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, man. I got like four more. It's okay. Like, always laughing. Like, hey, uh, uh, Case, Case, we just cut you. What's that? <laughs> we're, we're letting you go. We're releasing you out of your all right, hey, it's been great, man. I had so much fun. Thanks. Career earnings. What do you think? How much Sean Casey made in his career? <sighs> okay, under 100, more than 50. So, 10 years, on, he's making 60. 75. 41.2 million. Way off. Yeah. He never really signed that big Reds, deal. Tigers. Pirates. And was a... Uh, what Boston was it? Red Sox for a minute. That sounds right. Made about what his biggest year was what a six million kind of deal. Uh, his biggest year was 2006. Split between Pittsburgh and Detroit, he made 8.5 million dollars. What's about the only Tiger who hit in that World Series? How pathetic is this? We're looking at. Oh, is that it? He only made 40 something million. That's it. 40 million. He is. That's why he's laughing. He's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> uh, breaking NBA news earlier this morning. 
after having a really weird trade deadline, the Pelicans have fired Dell Demps. Which I guess my question is, I have not read the full article. Does that mean Mickey Loomis is the interim GM? He runs for the, the Pel- Saints. He, he like oversees the front office for the Pelicans, which means I guess now while trying to figure out what to do with the NFC runner-up, is he also now trying to make sure that things are in order with the Pelicans? Like, okay, hey, what, what do we need? We need a guard. Okay, what sport? Football yeah, or right. basketball? Offensive guard or, or shooting center. guard? Center. <laughs> Which <a> one? Center. <laughs> hey, Mickey Loomis, we, yeah, we've added a center for the uh, playoff runner. No, no, no. The Saints needed a center. <laughs> How can you do both jobs? That, I don't know. That, when people say, oh, the DeWitts, they're cutting corners, that sounds kind of cheap to me. The Saints and the Pelicans share a medical staff. Yeah, maybe that. That's you so cheap. <laughs> How do you not have distinct doctors for that? We're a small market club. And Goodness. we're in New Orleans. Sometimes we just resort to voodoo anyway. It's fine. <laughs> wow. Yes, that, Sally. Oh, that marks a, quite a contrast from even the Rams, where at least they kept everything in the organization. But Adrian Rojanarski is reporting that Danny Ferry's a top candidate, as oh, is the no. team's assistant GM, David Booth, for the interim GM spot. Although there's no word on whether they, just like Del Demps, will have to report to Mickey Loomis. He's the Saints executive. Been there a long time. I think if you're on the staff, on the NBA side, you go over there like, all right, guys, how are we doing today? Who, uh, we've got the Thunder tonight? That's what, Toronto? Like, no, it's Oklahoma City. Like, there's just no way <laughs> you can be versed enough. I'm sure he's a plenty smart guy and can do the job, but it's a little weird when you're kind of splitting duties. Sorry, sorry, I got to take this conference call. It's with Goodell in the league. Tell, uh, okay, the, the basketball guys, we'll get back to them in a little bit. Uh, evidently, Gail Benson, uh, now the principal owner, after um, the other Benson, I can't think of his name, died. Well, Tom, Tom, Tom Benson, Benson so died. this was his widow, I think. Yes. Who they Second, said is- third wife? This was a big deal in the Benson family. A big Her split presence the was an issue, yes. Uh, she wants to do a, a complete overhaul of the Pelicans and reshape the team's future, which could have been done last week before the trade deadline by dealing Anthony <laughs> Davis, who is now injured, albeit not seriously, but still hurt. Hey, Gail, you know when it's a good time to do an overhaul? <laughs> at the deadline. The trade deadline. Oh, great. Let's do that. Let's overhaul it. De- it was last week. Sounds like some dysfunction. Well, if I'm Anthony Davis, I'd get out of there. I'd, I'd let it be known that I don't want to be there anymore. <laughs> oh, wait, he already did that. Maybe go to a more stable franchise, like a Boston or LA. Imagine there is no equivalent, though. You can't. I couldn't be in Dan Caesar Dan saying, this this channel two operation it's going nowhere. I got to get out of here. My deal's not up for a while, but I'm looking to get out of here. There isn't you can't be with a law firm and be quoted in the paper. This place sucks. I got to leave here. <laughs> Only in pro sports, this weird world where you can go public and say, "I just I do not want to be here at all." And they're like, "You that's fine. You can leave, but you can't." In the NBA, uh, we'll try to we'll try to trade you. Then. We'll keep paying you twenty million or ten million, whatever he makes. Uh, what does C- he make? Ten, twenty million. CBS Sports is a new mock draft out. Frank will be sweating it on draft night if this is the case. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I know Drew Locke's name. Uh, Chris Trapasso has Drew Locke going twenty eighth overall to the Los Angeles Chargers. That is the best scenario for all of us observing the bets. I wanted to go late just because it it would be drama. Right. So Frank and then maybe Strick would be Peacock and a little early uh-huh. with four or five picks to go. You could totally see that. And then Drew Locke's name and Frank sweating it out. 
like a bill coming at a restaurant. It's like, oh, is this really happening? That would be the best case scenario. I think last Friday you said I think a three point weekend for the Blues. That was your no, prediction. I went, I, did I, you go I, four? I, I, I don't think you went four. No, I wasn't. It was bold to say three. Yes. with Nashville being the opponent, and I actually undersold them. So now at Colorado, at Minnesota, two teams kind of in weird positions in terms of how they're playing. How do you foresee this going? How many points the Blues get this weekend? And I don't want to pile on Jake and say, well, if he starts the Sunday game, that's the one they'll lose, and then fans will go nuts because he ended the streak. I'm going to say overtime or shootout loss Saturday. Okay. Streak ends, get a point, and then a win in Minnesota. File that away for what it's worth, which is very little. It's worth a lot. Uh, NBA All-Star game, who you got? I think it's Team um, Giannis and Team LeBron. I think that's how Oh, it. is that why they're all the drafting? God. Yeah. I used to like that. So they got rid of the East-West All-Star. They did, yeah. Is so, that reason? Sally, you probably know this. When did they get rid of East-West? Now, hockey, I've given up on figuring out the format. Did the NBA get rid of the East-West just this year, last year? Yeah, a couple or? years ago. I think it like may that? have been last year. I don't really keep up on the All-Star games anymore because I think the only league that really has anything semi-worth watching is the NHL, but I believe this is the second or third year this for the, the NBA. This is the second year. Started second. last year. Team LeBron beat uh, St- Team uh, Steph Curry by three. Uh, team uh, – oh, I just had the odds. Of. So uh, the question is, gonna, I'm going to go with uh, – I, I, Team LeBron favored by six. Okay. I guess I'd need to see the rosters. <laughs> that would probably help. I'm trying to get the uh, over-under. This is where we need Chuck because he'd have – Oh, he's numbers. already got money on it. I guarantee it. You can tune in, though, and watch Bradley Beal, St. Louis's own two-time NBA All-Star. Uh, I'll set the over-under. Do you think it'll be – what's the over-under? Well, it's 140 to 150. 150 I, uh, well, combined, you're yeah. probably talking 280 to The total for the game is set at 316. 316 Ooh. is the over-under. What do you think? Also, do you know where the All-Star game is being played this year? Uh, I saw it last night because there was a Bradley Beal thing. Seems I, like baseball everyone knows. And hockey and basketball, you could ask. Of course, next year in St. Louis, when the defending champion St. Louis Blues host the All-Star game, won't that be a treat? Um, but usually for like the indoor sports, people don't remember where it is. Uh, hold up. So many questions to digest. I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going with the under. Okay. Because that's a really, really high over. And then uh, I'm going to say Charlotte is hosting the NBA All-Star game. 293 points were scored last year, so the under might be a good bet. And, yes, Charlotte, as you hold your phone in your hand, I'm guessing you looked it up. Kemba Walker is the perfect host. for the. (laughs) You know what's interesting with the NBA is that there's a lot of talk about Adam Silver being recruited by NFL owners. He's got to make Roger Goodell feel good. Yeah, I love that story. He's being asked about it even. Did you guys talk to Adam Silver about replacing me? People seem to like him. The players kind of like him. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the day and the end of the week, and it is still snowing outside. It's the end of the day. It's the end of the week. But it's not the end of the great programming because 590 Baseball is on deck. Frank, Charlie down there in Florida for Hoff and Sally here in the studio and all of our guests today, including the Slop. Jim Brewer coming to town next weekend. Comedian's going to be at Helium. Also, Bob MacArthur, the folks from Johnny Max, stopping by. It's not the end of tax season either, Martin. you got to call Mark Milty. If you have an issue. Or Milt- the, he's Mark Milton. Mark Milton. Milty is his Milton. nickname. Uh, without any IRS issues, you got to visit his website. That's tltaxlawyer.com. Mark Milton provides a local and holistic approach 
the tax resolution. Don't be sucked into the out-of-town tax resolution groups you hear on the TV and the radio. Mark lives and works right here in Kirkwood, just down the street from us on Woodlawn and Manchester. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe.